welcome to House of Hoops, episode 39. It's Monday, November 9th, 2020. I'm Jeff Hausman coming to you from Memphis, Tennessee. Today on the show, Bo Brady is with me. Hello. Hey. Hello, Bo. What's up? Not much. Um, Laddie's not with us this week. He's on hiatus. I guess he got into town late. Will not be here. But let's have some fun. Let's talk some hoops. You can follow us on Twitter at House of Hoops. That's H A U S of Hoops. We're on Instagram at House of Hoops Podcast. You can call us, leave us a voicemail. I might pick up. Who knows? It's 901 300 6575. Thank you for listening. I just pulled up the New York Times sports page. <laughs> they got a they got a story on Precious Achua. Nice. The Memphis Tiger. The, yeah. Yep. It was written by Scott Cassiola, who used to work at the Commercial Appeal. Uh, you know, he's just talking about his prep for the draft, doing Zoom interviews with the front office executives, working out. Oh, that's living cool. in New York right now. There is some stuff happening next week. The uh, NBA draft is next week. It is. But as far as last week, there wasn't really anything that happened in the NBA, you know? You guys covered the Daryl Morey and then the Mike D'Antoni thing. Did we leave anything out? I think you did a pretty good job going over the, what the different contracts in Philly meant. Yeah. What their production was relative to their contracts and expectations. And then the importance of having a veteran guy like D'Antoni to help Nash out. Yeah, that's what struck me the most about that. Do you have any opinions on that? I'm not a basketball coach, but I can't imagine becoming one. Even if I was a two-time MVP point guard, you're going to miss things. And D'Antoni's been doing it for a long time. So having a guy you, you presumably can really trust on your bench is it's going to make a huge difference for anybody in Steve Nash's position. He's got all the experience, and Nash doesn't as a coach. So I think it's smart. Yeah. Which Sean Marks, the GM of the Nets, has proven that he's a smart guy. Yeah, they also hired another guy, Aime Yudoka. He played in the league from 04 to 2011. Yeah. He was on the Spurs, Knicks, Lakers. And they still have Jacques Vaughn there. I mean, that's a pretty damn solid-ass coaching staff, if you ask me. It is. What about Maury? Uh, do you have any opinions on him? You know, I don't think he's going to break up the Simmons and Bede tandem in the first year. Uh, he'll try to make some moves around those guys. Ben Simmons does go to the rim, which Daryl values. 
yeah layups and three pointers mm -hmm. so you know maybe he can move horford for you know not necessarily like trevor ariza but some kind of veteran that's overpaid that can hit a three and play defense you know where al horford could fill a role like a defensive veteran role in a different team yeah i i figure he'll just try to like maury's job in philly is to make the is to make better use of the money maybe be more efficient with mm -hmm. how they spend their money right he 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 probably wouldn't have signed tobias harris to that monster deal <laughs> right one thing i think bill simmons said that i haven't that, that i didn't think about but doc rivers did coach tobias in los angeles for the clippers oh yeah and that doc got a lot of a lot out of tobias not that he's a 40 million dollar a year player but tobias did have success with doc rivers so that is a good thing um yeah. whether it's production wise or you know building up the him as an asset to trade him it's a good point thanks bill simmons <laughs> to be fair he is a like a, a clipper season ticket holder mm -hmm. so he at least has paid more attention to that team than than we have and also he has people that feed him information daily he can't he doesn't keep up with it all himself right there's no way he probably keeps up with a lot of it but then i imagine they have meetings where mm -hmm. they kind of talk shit through be my guess i think that's how most uh businesses run Let's see what else is going on. The Masters are next week. Golf. I got some money down on Bryson DeChambeau to win it all. Okay, nice. Oh yeah, you can do that in Tennessee now. Y'all talked about that too. Yeah, legal gambling from your living room. All you have to do is be on Wi-Fi and have like a driver's license, and you're good to go. Well, you have to be. Well, you ha you, have to, you don't have to be on Wi-Fi, do you? You can do it from your phone. It set the app that I use says you got to be on Wi-Fi because they want to be able to pin huh. down. They want to be able to pin down your location. However, that works. That makes sense. They don't want you being uh, in Minnesota and gambling in Tennessee. Just telling them, hey, uh, I got a ID from Tennessee. Yeah, they want to pin you down. It's interesting because I wonder if that would encourage somebody to move from like an area where they can't gamble to an area where they can gamble. Like, Oh, I just got to move like five miles down the road. I don't know. I think there's more to, <laughs> I mean, I think you could just like go to the library down the road and use their Wi-Fi, maybe. Yeah. Who wants to do that shit? Or go to the, uh, Buffalo wild wings, five miles away and place your bets. Right. Okay. Now you're talking. I mean, who wants to have to get up and go somewhere every time they want to place a bet on, something let's see what else uh there was an election well i guess the results aren't really in yet but all the uh news stations are calling it joe the results are in yeah joe biden appears to have this wrapped up no more donald trump how do you feel about that i'm happy to see trump go he was he was divisive at the very least anti-science and divisive is uh, you know the the Pfizer vaccine news coming out today after the election was decided, yeah. and he's he Trump tweeted about it. So you know it's like well, it, you know Donald, it means that Pfizer, who didn't take any of your warp speed money or anything, they you know 
their vaccine news is good news and they had it before the election was decided. They just wanted to make sure that you did not, they did not give you any sort of a, an edge. They wanted you gone. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. That's what that, that's what that said to me was if that data did come about organically over the, the weekend or whatever, let's say, and it was time to release that news and that data, I, I, I still think they would have, I guess I'm trying to say is that's just says they did not like Donald Trump. Yeah. I was talking to my dad today out on the golf course. We're talking about how well the stock market did today. And uh, I know he was, I, I initially was thinking, Oh, it's gotta be, you know, based on the election. And uh, his theory was that it was mostly based on that vaccine information coming out. And so <laughs> the economy just rebounded. Like there's hope. There's more hope in the economy now with a, with a well, vaccine on the horizon. Well, I think we already knew or believed that there was going to be a vaccine on the horizon. Even if this Pfizer one really is 90% effective, I mean, how are you going get to get it to 300 million people in the United States or 7 billion people? There's not even a vaccine for children yet. This is just adults much less pregnant women, you know, there's all sorts of, all yeah. sorts of stuff. But if you can get, you know, 40% herd immunity, which is way more than we have now, something, you know, something like that, I'm throwing out numbers. I can't, that would then obviously slow the spread of the virus. If mm-hmm. certain yeah. percentage of the population can't, they can't get the disease, I guess. I think I hear what you're saying. You're saying, you know, any, every little bit helps. Every little bit helps. And, we, we all kind of felt like this was coming regardless of the news today. Mm-hmm. And it's going to still going to take a while. I watched a lot on the election, you know, last week, kind of keeping mm-hmm. up with it. To me, the election was a reminder that every day we make choices that can alter our future. Everything seems like it's going to change for the better. That's, I think that's the state of mind most people are in right now. Well, 75 million people are in that, but there's also 70 million people that did not vote for Biden. Right. So we are still way off on as a country. Yeah. There's also a lot of people that don't vote. Yeah. It's a shocking, the amount of people that don't vote really. They just don't care. People made decisions to alter the path of history. I mean, that's what it comes down to. To me, the election was verification that our country can kind of rebound and dig ourselves out of trouble if we really want to. Yeah. I think that it's going to be night and day. Yeah, sure, Biden's not the greatest candidate in the world, but just to get off of this fucking nonsense, this crazy nonsense, is to me it's huge. Trump just tried to pit red states versus blue states, Republicans against Democrats, and that's just not how we should operate as Americans. Yeah. It's it's fucked up, man. Yeah, I just look at it as a positive. I think it is too, but I think we have a long way to go. That is likely so. All right, let's see. Let's get into some NBA news. Some new news. What you got? Let's see. I got the NBA start date. It's uh, tentatively agreed to begin on December 22nd. Yep. That's a Tuesday. That is six weeks away. So I would assume training camp starts in 
roughly three weeks, somewhere around the beginning of December. That's three weeks away. Yeah, they're going to play 72 games, it looks like. It appears the uh, the league is very concerned about the Christmas Day games for the ratings and finishing before the Summer Olympics. Getting that done is going to pay an extra $500 million to a $1 billion in short and long-term revenues for the league and the players. So it's it's a... The whole thing was a money thing. Uh, you, you got a little backlash. Like, apparently some of the Lakers aren't happy to be playing so soon. But, I mean, who cares? At the end of the day, it was always going to be about the money, it seems. Yeah, I, I think they had to – I think it was two things. I think it was the money, number one. Money is always first. And then also, this year was always going to be kind of screwed up because last year was screwed up. And so – Two seasons from now is what they want to try and get back on track. They want to have those finals games in June because baseball is going on, but there's no football. Mm-hmm. So they want to keep that sort of normal schedule that they've had. Whether or not they go back to 82 games and some sort of like playing tournament stuff, you know, who knows? But and I think this makes sense. It's it does suck for say like LeBron James and I guess and but I think he'll just have to rest more I don't know I think they'll be fine I mean it's like a it's like an Olympic year they had two months off they did I don't know the complaining that I'm hearing from players it's like somebody winning the lottery and then like complaining about having to pay taxes on it it's like what the fuck are you really complaining about you won the lottery well, I'm not going to... I won't say that. <laughs> They've earned the right to have an opinion on how this shakes out. You know, that they do get compensated a lot for it, but they are working and they are... The players are the, the, the league. Without the players, there's no league. So they get to have an opinion. So it's just it's just any sort of negotiation. They're gonna, there's going to be... There is no job I've ever worked where my opinion mattered whatsoever about how the operations were ran. Well, right, but what job have you had? What job have you had where you weren't replaceable? Oh, you're saying that they're not replaceable. Players. Aren't LeBron replaceable. James is not replaceable. Yeah, I mean he has that power. I mean, you could even go, you know, like a dentist. They're a dime a dozen. I see you know what I mean, like. From. So I think they they get to have an opinion, and they they that they have a whole players' union. That's the whole point of the union that they mm-hmm. get to right. negotiate. And you don't see that in any other leagues, really. You certainly don't see it in the NFL. The NFL, those contracts are the NFL. So is there's so many players, and the contracts are non guaranteed. That yeah. Right, well, look at Colin Kaepernick. He he got blackballed. Mm-hmm. I guess so. Or was he just not very good? I think he got blackballed. He would have gotten another chance. Yeah, maybe. There's probably worse quarterbacks in the Dude, league. Brandon Roy got another chance. He had a golden parachute, and then the Timberwolves signed him, and he couldn't play, but he still got a chance. Mm-hmm. And th- there might have been some other motivation to that. I think the Timberwolves wanted wanted the Trailblazers to pay the tax. Oh, yeah, I remember and, that. <laughs> but... 
I just think that they they're just using their leverage leverage and they have a significant amount of leverage. Yeah. Well, it didn't work because they're going to start anyway. Well, it doesn't matter because they're getting paid. So it all came down to the massive amount of money that they were looking at losing on top of the money they lost last season. Um, let's see. The eight teams that did not enter the NBA bubble have not played together since March 10th or 11th. If they were to play on opening night, each team would be playing its first game in nearly 290 days. I know that's crazy. You got to assume there's not going to be a preseason this year. There ain't no summer league. I mean, they're just going to have to get right back into it. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think think about preseason. I I haven't read. Nobody's really said anything about it. I assume there just won't be one. I also saw that it's been reported the salary cap for next season will be around $109 million. That's what it's looking like. Which is the same, right? That they're kind of artificially leveling it out. Yeah. I don't think there's any changes there. That I don't think there will be significant changes to that until they see how this year goes. This year will be a deciding factor, I think. Did you want to say anything else on the season start? Or? No, I think that they're making the best decision they can make. They want to have those Christmas Day games, and they want to get back on track for the following season. Yeah. I think it makes sense. It's not ideal, but what's ideal in this in today's world? What else, man? We got the draft coming up. There's still no coach in Oklahoma. Oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. Oklahoma City, the Thunder, still have no coach. Uh, they're supposed to be starting training camp in a few weeks. I think we'll see something this week on that. They're going to draft next week, and they don't have a coach yet? They don't need a coach. They got they got Sam Presti. That's what he's for. They don't need a coach. Coachless. Chris Paul is a coach. What if Chris Paul just coached the team? What if he was a player, coach, and general manager? <laughs> And he, NBA commissioner. He would be Jackie Moon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's, uh, I don't know. I got jack shit on the draft. It's next week. I know that. It's Wednesday. Yeah, no. We we actually have the drafts in eight days. I mean, the draft so is always fun. It's going to be weird. It'll be fun, obviously. But I, I like know nothing about these guys. Yeah. It's not because of a lack of preparation or caring it's just there's no ncaa tournament yeah that's kind of what laddie was saying like he starts to recognize players a lot more during the tournament which is more fun like even if you have a guy that loses in the first or second round of the tournament they could have a really impressive showing like lose on a buzzer beater but be the best player on a mediocre team that goes to the second round or you have a guy that runs all the way to the elite eight mm-hmm. and that guy loses on a buzzer beater but he was like just awesome mm-hmm. there's so much you can learn about a player that does translate to the nba we got none of that and then the white like the whole wiseman thing yeah seeing him play a couple games in memphis you know we saw him he was good he was athletic he looked the part but then he just like he got suspended and like quit on the team. Like that's if you didn't want to play college basketball, you shouldn't, you shouldn't gone. I just kind of have a sour taste in my mouth for Wiseman. Yeah. Just don't quit on a team. 
I would be willing to bet that an agent got a hold of him and just said, why don't you just quit and we'll train you up and get you ready for the draft. I, I think, think that was bad. Well, that might be true, but that's bad advice. Yeah. I think it was an agent thing. He was The agent's probably thinking, were you really going to play four years anyway? You're a one-and-done player. Why don't I just give you an advance? You can have some cash, and we'll work you out with NBA trainers. We'll get you ready for the draft. Just forget it. An advance at, at what What interest rate? Probably 50, nothing. 50%. Probably nothing, dude. It's like when you sign your NBA contract, just pay him back. You're right because oh. he's getting a cut every month anyway. Yeah, I don't think it. I don't think it's uh, unusual for agents to do that sort of thing. I've been hearing a lot that there's like less excitement for this draft class. They're saying there's a, a drop off in quality compared to previous years' drafts, especially last year. Apparently, it was loaded up. I don't really know. I would say I just don't really know <laughs> if there's a drop off, but. There's a lot of chatter about it just not being a strong draft. And I think that's part of it is that we just haven't seen enough. They played a whole season, but it's that tournament is crucial to college kids. Yeah. And what the hell do we ever see about international players anyway? You got to look them up on YouTube and shit. I don't know. I'll try to do some research this week, but it ain't going to be easy before, you know, I... I just don't think I'd stress. I think yeah. we just don't know enough. Yeah. The Grizzlies have the 40th pick. <laughs> they have a pick? <laughs> yeah, they have that pick from the Suns. <laughs> I think it was in that uh, that Melton deal or something. I forget how they got it. Sounds right. They have the 40th pick from the Suns. That's all they got. They're giving the Celtics the 14th pick. Ha, 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 Danny Ainge. I think our best move is to let the draft play out and then kind of like reflect on it afterwards. And hopefully there's like some good trades or something. I don't think there's any reason for us to do like a live show or anything like that. I think we, I think we're going to have, I mean, I don't know what you're working next week, but I mean, I think a show Monday is going to be like completely pointless because that's the day before the draft, which we will know about as much as we know now. Mm-hmm. And and then I think free agency happens like directly after the draft, so I think it, we would be best to do a show Wednesday night after the draft, and then once free agent start free agency starts, we have another show we can do. If that makes sense, instead of trying to talk about nothing a week from tonight, and then then two weeks from tonight we have to talk about free agency and the draft. Yeah. So I don't know how you can work that out, but if that makes, I mean, I think to me that makes the most sense. Do like a Thursday show and then a Monday show? I like the idea of not doing a Monday show and just waiting till after the draft. I, mean, I think it, I mean. So we either go Wednesday night during the draft or Thursday night, the night after. Well, well we, what we could do is um, just go ahead and record Monday show now. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yep. It wouldn't matter. Next week's show will probably be Wednesday or Thursday. I think it's smart to let it play out and then we'll Yeah. I'm still gonna be watching 
those certain teams, you know, Sacramento, Cleveland, Detroit, Atlanta, Chicago, New York, like those are the teams I'm going to watch. And it's only six teams. I feel like I can make time to look at what six teams did in the draft and kind of analyze it a little bit. And obviously a little bit about Memphis, but that's the most interesting part. And let, you know, unless there's some kind of big trade that goes down, those six teams yeah. are really the only teams I'm interested in about what they do in the draft, honestly. So speaking of trades, Drew Holiday's name has been thrown around a lot. Trade speculation. Yeah. The Pelicans are openly discussing star Drew Holiday and trade talks, and several contending teams are pursuing. The Clippers seems like a good fit. They don't have any assets, though. Kind of what I was thinking about them. The other one that I like is Miami. I think it's do they good, have any assets though? I think it's a good fit, and I do think they have assets. They've got Tyler Hero, who is super tradable. You think? But would you want to? Would you want to trade him though? For Drew Holiday, on a contending team? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think they'd probably Miami would probably try and play hardball, saying he's young and he had some great games. But if you can, Drew Holiday's timeline matches up with Jimmy's Butler's, obviously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be a, that'd be a nasty three-headed monster with Drew, Jimmy, and Bam. How old is Bam? Oh, he's young as shit. It's like twenty-three yeah. or something. Yeah, Bam and Tyler though. Like maybe that's your. Yeah, I mean, is that your future? God, he's only twenty. Tyler Hero. Yeah. He's, oh, he's a rookie. His birthday is January 20th. He'll turn 21 on January 20th, 2021. The only thing about Drew Holiday is that this is... Hold on, hold on, hold on. All right. Guess what happens on January January 20th, 2021. Donald Trump is gone. Oh, when's the inauguration? The 20th on Tyler Hero's birthday. Oh, all right. Sorry, I'm I'm just very excited <laughs> that Donald Trump's going to be gone. He's been so terrible. Sorry. It, I agree. <laughs> I don't care. Don't be sorry. Don't, but I will go back to Drew Holiday. The only downside is this coming year is potentially his last year on his deal. So what are you willing to give up to rent him for a year? 20, well, 21, 22 is a player option, which he'll likely opt into. It's like $27 million. He's not any pl- I, I At this point, if you're going to Miami, you're going to resign with Miami. Yeah. For, for two reasons. One, Miami's good. And then two, why would you not want to be in Miami as a basketball player? I mean, I would much rather, if I was a basketball player, I'd much rather be in Miami than, let's just say, Memphis or Minnesota. I mean, forget about the no state income taxes. They've got a great organization. Well, there's like so many things they have going for them. Yeah. I'm not worried about Drew not resigning in Miami. That's ridiculous. Who doesn't resign in Miami? I mean, and you could say LeBron. You could say LeBron, but that's different. And Miami's got the cash to do it, too. Right. So I, I, that's not even a question. But say Denver, could Denver would be a good fit for Drew. Would he resign? In Denver, and I've heard, I think I heard Zach Lowe talking about, would Denver have to throw in Michael Porter Jr. to get the Drew Holiday deal done, and would Denver want to do that? 
Yeah, I don't know about Denver. That's weird. Why would they? What about Jamal Murray? Well, you could trade Gary Harris and Michael Porter Jr. for Drew. Yeah. Which is not, that's not a, I mean, Gary Harris has been disappointing, but he can, he's still kind of a three and D guy. He's maybe overpaid, maybe not. Who knows? But why would Denver want Drew? Because Drew's awesome and he would be a great fit with Jokic and those guys. And what does New uh, New Orleans get? D- Michael Porter Jr. Oh, Michael Porter Jr. Yeah. Do Michael Porter Jr. and Zion play the same position? They play basketball. Yeah. Are there positions? Yes. No. But does does Michael Porter Jr. give the Denver Nuggets, you know, a hypothetical vaulted ceiling, basically? Just, you know, if he really if it really clicks for Porter Jr., then the Nuggets are fucking awesome. Yeah, you know, I don't think they want. I don't think like I don't think Drew. I mean, I think Drew Holiday makes them better, but I don't think him. He makes them better than the hypothetical Michael Porter Jr. does, and I don't think they want to give up on that. I think they'd rather it flame out than trade for essentially a Mike Con- Conley equivalent. Conley's really, really good, and Drew Holiday's really, really good, but when it comes down to a really close playoff series like it did with Utah and Denver. That was a buzzer beater away. You know, Conley hit. So you're going to roll out there, Porter Jr., Zion, Lonzo, and Brandon Ingram, and then somebody else? J.J. Redick? Shit. Shit. That's a weird lineup. Well, you figure it out. I guess That's what David Griffin's job is. Any other teams come to mind besides Denver? For Drew? I like Miami so far. If you could somehow figure out a Brooklyn deal, that'd be nice. Boston? Uh, Boston has Kemba, I guess not. Drew Holiday, to me, is like a point guard. Well, you could. The, this is not my idea, but it's it's obvious. You could send him to Golden State for Wiggins in that number two pick. He got three guards again. Curry, Clay. Clay's big though. He can play small forward. Cliff. Yeah, I guess he can. You're gonna tell me that a defender like Drew, and then he can also take the pressure off all those dudes and lower their minutes. But they wouldn't rather have Drew over freaking Andrew Wiggins. Yeah. I think uh New Orleans would be stoked to get that draft pick. It would make sense. But is Drew I mean, is Drew a number two worth trading the number two pick for. I guess it depends on what the Warriors think. That's a good point. I don't know if he's worth that. The Clippers and the Lakers don't have assets. The Kings shouldn't bother. <sighs> well, they got a point guard. The uh, Knicks might be dumb dumb enough. But the Knicks shouldn't. They, they wouldn't do that. Oh, the other one was uh, Indiana. Oh, for like Oladipo and what? Or Oh, no, it would be Miles Turner. No, I don't think it would be Miles Turner. I think they really like him up there. Uh, yeah, what would about it be Oladipo? Well, but Oladipo, why would New Orleans do that? Like, what else are they giving him? Oladipo's like coming off that patella tendon rupture. Yeah, they could possibly flip him. That they should just flip Drew and not flip Oladipo. And they might be able to get some picks from out of Indiana. Yeah, Indiana's. Would be that would be reuniting Holiday with his brothers. Are they both J- J- Justin and uh, I think they're both up there. 
Yeah, all three of them would be on the same team. <laughs> I mean, for me, I think it's the Warriors make sense if they want to get off that number two pick, which I don't know. I don't know if the Warriors make sense. I, I don't like putting Drew anywhere where there's already – it's already guard heavy. I don't think that makes sense for him. I don't think it makes sense for any team to take Drew when you're already guard heavy. I think you need a team that's weak at guard, better fit. Maybe Philly has something they can offer. I don't know. I like Ben Simmons at the two anyway. He yeah. played he played two in the All Star game and he was bad as shit, just cutting through the lane, and put him next to somebody like Drew Holiday, who can shoot the yeah. ball. Yeah, spread the court a little bit. Play defense. Play defense. Handle the ball. Yeah. How's that? How scary is that? Defensive backcourt, Ben Simmons, I, Drew. Hall. Yeah, I don't know what pick. I don't know what picks Philly has, but I don't either. I mean, I guess you could send Al Horford because Al Horford helps still helps you win in New Orleans because they want to they want to make the playoffs. Yeah, it gives them gives New Orleans some size too next to Zion. Yeah, and he's a good veteran, like the JJ Redick type. He is a good veteran. He could definitely teach Zion some shit. <clears throat> I mean, I guess if you're if if it would make, you know, if Drew's gonna walk anywhere or whatever. In that you get like a late first round pick, you send you send Drew to the East. You get a late, and you can use that on le- for leverage against other teams. Like, yeah. hey, we got this, we got this deal with. We'll happily take Al Horford, who we think we can will help us, and or as you know, as an expiring and was it two years or whatever, we can still flip him for assets to a contender. That that makes sense because Al Horford's still going to have value despite his perceived bloated contract. Yeah, that, that's interesting. Another one would be uh, Milwaukee, the Bucks. Well, Eric Bledsoe is not. That shit ain't happening. Like, who are they going to send? Milwaukee'd have to sweeten the deal. What could they throw in? John Lure. John Lure. <laughs> They're still paying Larry Sanders up there in Milwaukee. Ain't that a couple much? Harley Davidsons. Yeah, you get those some Harleys in. Gotcha. Guys, we went we went blue this year. Come on, just send us Drew. Yeah, Milwaukee ain't got shit to trade, really. They have no, no assets. I don't know what their picks look like. DiVincenzo. He was I, I saw the I saw the Bucks play. In Minnesota about a year ago, Devin Chinjo was good. He's like, a good basketball player. I like him. He won that championship, NCAA championship. Yeah, he's he's good. He can play. He got he scored well in that championship game too. Kid's a he shooter. Did. Yeah. Then Playmaker. He Playmaker. Scorer. He's a scorer. Yeah. That would he would look good in New Orleans. That's about all they got as far as youth goes. What do you? I mean, what are you trading? You're trading Bledsoe for Drew Holiday. I guess you get better that way. It's a tough call. How much better are you really? Is it worth giving up on your young player or possibly a draft pick to boot? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Well, tell me about your gambling. Oh yeah, we should wrap this up. We don't wrap it up, but you didn't tell me about your gambling. All right, let's do a new segment. I'm not sure what to call it yet. Gambling this week. I did some gambling over the weekend. All right. 
I'm huge on the Miami Dolphins right now. So right now it's right. it's week nine in the NFL right now. Mm-hmm. The Dolphins haven't lost a game since week four to the Seattle Seahawks. They won this weekend as a six-point underdog to Arizona. I made a lot of money off Miami this weekend, taking them to win on the money line and taking the point spread as an underdog and parlaying it with a couple other games. Miami, I'm riding Miami, the Dolphins, till the wheels fall off. I think they're playing super well. It's Tua time. They're the team. What's Tua time? To beat. He's the Alabama quarterback that they drafted. He's playing. They're starting this young quarterback, and they're winning games. I have no idea. I have no <laughs> idea who they're going. <laughs> That's fine. You don't have to know. But if anybody okay, so it's is two a, listening, you're telling me know, it's two a time. It's two a time. The Dolphins. I'm betting them to. They're underdogs in every every uh, every week. They're underdogs and they're winning games. They did That's it last awesome. week. They did it last week and they did it this week as underdogs. Okay. Fanduel.com um, backslash house of hoops. <laughs> New Orleans surprised me as they almost lost to Chicago last week. They came in this week as the underdog against Tampa Bay and destroyed Tom Brady in this divisional rivalry. New Orleans did. Yeah, they annihilated Tom Brady and the Tampa hey, Bay. Hey, and I, I fancy myself a New Orleans fan, and I had no idea that happened. <laughs> <laughs> they were the dog again, and they came in and just slaughtered Tom Brady. He looked like trash. He looked like he wanted to retire in the middle of the game. I don't get it with Tampa Bay. I thought they'd be better. I guess New Orleans just really raised their intensity for this week as it was a divisional rivalry game because they came in fired up. And I was thinking, shit, they almost lost to the Bears last week. I bet on Mm -hmm. Tampa Bay, and I lost money. I will be watching out for New Orleans, though, because now I'm a believer. Seattle, I lost money on Seattle. Seahawks. They can score points, but there's not much for defense with them. As they lost the game, I thought they would win against Buffalo. Both teams scored a lot of points. It was like 35 to 44 or something, which is a lot in the NFL. Buffalo's looking real nice right now. So if I can get Miami, Buffalo, and New Orleans in a parlay next week, I'm probably going to go for it. Depending, I haven't looked at who they're playing, though. But I'll be. those are three teams I'm keeping an eye on as far as betting goes next week. Dallas, I bet on them losing. It was a big point spread. It was like two touchdown point spread against Pittsburgh. I thought maybe Pittsburgh would get that. Dallas played better than I thought they would. I don't know if they're maybe playing with nothing to lose now. I really don't know. I don't trust them at all. I'm staying away from big point spreads in Dallas until further notice. Because I think they're just kind of like, fuck it, and they're out there. They're doing trick plays. They're keeping up with pittsburgh making pittsburgh look kind of bad i just i don't trust uh, i don't trust anything with dallas right now last week i mean it was scary they were playing philly and uh, philly covered dallas has been garbage all season they're missing their quarterback dak prescott but i don't know i'm not touching anything with dallas on it especially if it's a big point spread next week and that's all we have for oh yeah and i placed hold on <laughs> And I placed some uh, future bets on the Masters, taking DeChambeau to win it. I'm putting money on that. 
I got money on the Warriors to win the title next season because I think they're going to be active in trades. They're going to move Wiggins. They're going to move that pick. I'm betting on that. I'm betting on them. For Drew. I'm betting them being in the winning the Western Conference and winning a title. I've got money riding on those as future bets. I also got about $4 on the Grizzlies to win the championship because that pays out like a shitload of money. And why not? It's only $4. (laughs) And that's it for gambling this week. Nice. (laughs) I liked it. That was fun. Yeah, I like talking about a little. Uh, that's all there is to gamble on right now. You know, next week when there's other shit to gamble on, we'll talk about other shit. You know, you you say about the Warriors, it makes me think that if they would have They're a mystery good. player and a healthy team, that they they could have come out of the West and beat the Heat. Yeah, who's mystery player? Oh, Drew Holiday or oh. whoever. Yeah, you know, a Steph Curry and Clay Thompson, both of them playing. Steph Curry probably would have helped. Steph- Clay, Draymond, mystery player. Um, yeah, I like them. They're a eight to one, I think. I don't remember. Don't quote me on that. But you're getting good odds on them right now. This is why it's like sometimes if you want to win a lot of money, you got to uh, kind of take a not the favorite. You know, you got to reach for some good odds, unless mm-hmm. you want to put up a shitload of money and risk it all on the sure thing. I don't right. like to bet a lot to win a little. You're a roulette guy. I hear you. <laughs> yeah, I want to reach for gods. One last thing I have about, I don't know, like, did we talk about your birthday? How did your birthday go? I don't remember. You weren't here for weeks. Weeks, literally two weeks. Let's see, my birthday, what did we do? We were home. Uh <laughs> Sounds eventful. Oh, this is what I did. I got my car serviced. Kate took the day off of work. I did not have to teach kindergarten that day. I got my car serviced at Subaru. They gave me a loaner, so I got to drive the Subaru, take a 2021 rental car home by myself. That was nice. Came home, went went for a run, Okay. and then had lunch with the family. When I went to go pick my car back up with the loaner they gave me, I picked up Indian food from this place that I've been eyeing for 20 years since I started coming to Minnesota. Yeah. So I finally got to eat that food. It's actually really good. It's you, super delicious. You leave all the trash in the donor car? No, I, I used my car to pick the Indian food up. I would never actually pick up Indian food in a car that was, you know, that literally said don't eat or drink in this car. Yeah. <laughs> and it did that and then I, so that was monday two weeks ago and then last sunday my parents came in town and so they drove up from memphis hung out with them and that's why i was not here last monday because i was drinking beer with my dad yeah and then we had the election tuesday which nothing happened with that <laughs> and yeah there you go that's it no cake no ice cream. Uh, we we got Kate got us some cupcakes for me and the kids, and I I'm not I don't eat sweets. I I, I just don't. I drink beer. You know I don't either. It's weird. I get I get criticized for it, but I've never I've never cared for the sweets. Um, I'd rather have a beer. 
Mm-hmm. Why have a 400 calorie cupcake with a bunch of sugar in it when I could have a 150 calorie hams? Bo, I feel the same way. So I'm getting me a hams out of the fridge right now. Damn it. That's the Minnesota beer, the St. Paul beer, in fact. If you can believe it. You know, yeah, I've heard of hams. I know about hams. It's actually really good. My dad took, he took home with him three 30 packs of hams <laughs> on the way home back to Memphis. Nice. <laughs> he likes it. He does. He calls them hamsters. <laughs> hamsters. <laughs> so I bought a $30 record off eBay. What's that record? I know you're going to say I've never heard of the guy, but have you ever heard of Billy Joe Shaver? Nope. He died two weeks ago. Hmm. And um, have you heard of Wailing Jennings? Indeed. You've heard of Wailing? Yes. Of course. So long story short, Billy Joe Shaver wrote a bunch of songs, all of but one for one of Wailing's most successful albums, Honky Tonk Heroes. And it's one of the country records I've always wanted to get a hold of. And so Billy Joe died. I'm like, well, fuck. Better, better start looking. Now's the worst time to do it. Mm-hmm. But I actually found a copy for like 30 bucks. It was in pretty good shape. The cover was kind of beat up, but the record was in good shape. So 30 bucks is actually a pretty good. That's pretty good deal for that record at this point for the first, the first run of it. Okay. So it was like the 1973 run or whatever. Anyway, it comes in the mail today, and there's a hole in the box. And I pull the record out. There's a hole in the album cover, and I pull the record out of the album cover, and there's a hole, like a hole, in the actual record itself. Like it looked like it got shot. So the 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 guy from eBay, and it was in Iowa too. So it was not very far. Like he mailed it four days ago, and I got it today. Oh, shit. And in handling, somehow it got punctured. Somehow it got shot. It got punctured somehow, huh? You, you know, but like you can't just if you, you stab a box with like some rebarb or whatever you're doing at the post office, I don't know what they do. If it wasn't going super fast, it would like shatter the record, right? Like right. vinyl just shatters, yeah. like you know, shatters like a piece of pottery, like a plate. Like, yeah, yeah, it would just explode. Sure. And this was like straight through. Weird. So anyway, the guy that the guy on eBay was like, holy shit. Basically, he said his, you know, his response back to me was like, you know, outlaws can't make it very far without getting shot in this world. That's, you know, outlaw country. But anyway, he he refunded me the 32 bucks or whatever. That was nice of him. I guess he probably didn't really have to do that. He probably got the uh, package insured. I don't know. How's it? That's what I would think. I think he's, I I sent him enough pictures that he can go to the post office and get his money back. Yeah. Interesting. but I'm, I'd rather have the record than, the, than, than not. But anyway, that was weird story of the day. Shaver, there's a Memphis blurb here. He was yeah, on he his played way a show yeah. in 13 in Memphis, I believe. Okay. Uh, this is when he was young, though. He was trying to get to L.A. or something. And okay. he, um, he got a ride to Memphis and then uh, okay. caught another ride to Nashville. Yep. Where he found a job as a songwriter for fifty dollars a week. He's uh there's a whole episode or part of an episode on t- Tales from the Tour Bus season one, which is the Mike Judge 
mm-hmm. uh, cartoon. It's yeah. on Showtime. That's a great one. Anyway, Shaver, he, he actually killed a guy and went to trial and got off for it. And then he, after he got off, he got off for self-defense reasons. Mm-hmm. And then he wrote a song entitled Wacko from Waco. Shot a guy. I can't remember. Shot a guy something or other. <laughs> well, are you going to try to find another one of these albums or something? What are you going to do? Oh, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll seek out another one. I'm always on the look for some. Some old outlaw country stuff. Yeah, sometimes I wish I... I used to have a record collection, but it disappeared. Sometimes I wish I had them, but sometimes I'm glad I don't. Yeah, I haven't... Now that I'm finally... I haven't you know, stopped moving. I've moved every year. I mean, I've moved for college after I finished high school in 2000. And then finished college in 04, lived in... High country in Colorado from 04 to 06. Lived in Memphis from 06 to 2010. Mississippi from 10 to 14. Michigan from 14 to 18. And now I'm here from eight, 2018 to now. So finally I'm in place. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I can accumulate some more records. <laughs> um, I bought a bunch of records back in like punk stuff in the late 90s. And that, so I have a bunch of like random punk stuff from the, from from that era bottom at i think it was last chance records at cooper right there at the railroad tracks mm-hmm. cooper and central just a bit south of central man it says here shaver's only got three fingers on one of his hands he does yeah saw, or he did in a damn sawmill accident when he was young yeah he he's he's quite the character yeah it looks like it. yeah yeah i saw him like i said i saw him back in 2013 at the the high tone off of uh cleveland oh okay the newer high tone mm-hmm. nice i'm gonna have to listen to some of the stuff i've probably heard it you know <clears throat> well you've heard the Whalen honky tonk heroes yeah just pull listen to whatever the you know yeah, i bet there's like a playlist yeah listen to this playlist it's just it's just texas country stuff yeah and he's just he's a good songwriter he's i like him I'm sure I've heard plenty of it. Just need to revisit it. So anyhow, I'm bummed about that record getting shattered like that. It's kind of a it's kind of a bummer. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, he wrote for fucking everyone. Anyway, all right. Well, that's cool. Yeah, he, he's a cool dude. Did you see uh, Dave Yeager joins Doc Rivers in Philly? Oh, I did see that. Sam Cassell, I mean, Dan Burke. Can't criticize that. Yeah, that's pretty solid. That's probably going to work out well until Jaeger tries to steal his job. <laughs> what else? Oh, yeah. Did you know uh, Ron Harper has a kid? I mean, I have three. Ron Harper Jr. He's a 6'6 junior at Rutgers. That's out okay. in uh, New Jersey there. Yep. In the Big Ten. He's a junior. He's coming off at 12.6 rebounds a game his sophomore season. From what I understand, he's just gotten like steadily better and better every season. Like he's a hard worker. He's big. He's got long arms. We might be seeing some of him. He's going to be a four-year player, it looks like, you know, uh, depending on how this season goes for him. But he could have somebody to keep an eye out for. That's son of Ron Harper, 15-year career in the NBA, won five yeah. titles. Combined with Chicago and L.A. 
his mom, so Ron Harper's wife and Harper Jr.'s mom, she played collegially at the University of New Orleans, played basketball, comes from a basketball family. I think I read that he's basically been playing basketball since he was like two years old. I just thought it was worth mentioning. I saw that, and I was like, I didn't know there was a Ron Harper Jr. That's kind of cool. I guess New Jersey's where he's from. So he like stayed home to go to school instead of like going away to another university. I think he was highly recruited. I ain't got really anything else on him. It's just that he exists. Something uh, to watch for. I like it. Yeah, Harper Junior. So there's like a a Rodman Junior, a Harper Junior. People I didn't know were out there playing college basketball. All our favorite players, kids are all growing up. They're all in college. I'm just waiting for uh, Bryden Cardinals. Does <laughs> he have kids? Yeah, I have no idea. They're all bald. They all pattern baldness. <laughs> and they were born with knee pads. Evolution is amazing. <laughs> you can just, they're just custodians. They clean up everything. Great guys, though, you know, real locker room guys. Yeah. As Brian would say, they bring their lunch pail to work every day Bo, i got nothing left man i hear you maybe we should just call this thing i got cool. i got a 9 30 tea time <laughs> cool yeah i gotta i gotta get up early and teach school or something like that sorry we missed you this week laddie i don't know what we're doing next week maybe we do a thursday show after the draft maybe we go live during the draft i don't know we'll figure it out over the weekend I don't think anybody's depending on us having a show Monday anyway. So it doesn't matter. We can do whatever we want. Absence makes the heart grow stronger. So, Well, it doesn't make any sense for us to do a show right before the draft on Monday and have nothing really to talk about. It makes more sense, as you were saying earlier, to do it, to do a show like during or right after the draft and then yeah. have another one after free agency kicks off. I think that makes the most sense. Otherwise, we could just record Monday show, next Monday show right now. Yeah. We really could. So, yeah, I think we wait. Let's not do it Monday. I'll try to get my schedule lined up. Thanks for coming on, Bo. Yeah, man. It was great to be back. Sorry I missed a few. It's all right. It's no big deal. You didn't miss anything. Six weeks till hoops are back. Thank you, anybody that listened appreciate you let's get that subscriber number up huh so we can get some of that fan duel cash that they're throwing around all over town <laughs> thanks again bo yeah i'll see you bud you don't understand i ain't scared of you motherfuckers <laughs>